This is part two of Philip's story, so check out part one if you haven't already. When I lost my daughter, I lost the company, you know? Yeah. Like, I had no value. And so, like, for me, I was just like, what's the point of me moving on? Right. You know? I had nothing. Like, for what? I built the company. The com- I don't have that anymore. I had a kid that like, I put all my energy into. So, you know, not building homes anymore. Don't have my kid. And I was just like, well, the rest of the family can survive without me. When I got that that insurance, uh, um, when I up, yeah, yeah. up my insurance policy, I was just like, this is it. Because it's like, I felt like I had no value. Yeah. And everything that I built and, you know, created was like, it was gone. gone. And so, like, for at that moment, like, you know, I was creating the end of my story. Like, this is it. Like, I, I man, I, I, over the course of, I think I drove tr- trucks for about two years over the road. And I had teammates. And then they finally gave me my own truck. And that's when, like, the depression set in so bad. Because as long as I had somebody in the truck, right. I had to communicate. And there would be times I remember when we would pull over at a truck stop and the truck would like be broken yeah, and it had to get repaired and I would lose my mind because I had to stop and I was alone and I had to deal with stuff and I would cry. And my, the, my buddy was like, this guy's emotional. I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's like, you know, but I, I wanted to just keep going, keep going, keep working, keep working, yeah. keep working. And so when you do team driving, you're, the truck's always moving. And when the truck would stop, I would get so depressed. So when they gave me out my own truck, that was the worst thing because I was alone by myself driving and thinking and thinking. I would sleep for like days when I didn't have loads. And at that point, I was just like, okay, this is it. Like, I'm out here by myself. Yeah. N- no one to really talk to because I'm driving at night, sleeping in the daytime. And so... Like when I went that morning, I, I just remember it like clear as day. I was at the truck stop and I had planned everything out. And I told you, like, my sister had called. Yeah. And was just like, hey, I want to drive with you next week. I was like, no, like, no. I don't know, you know, because <laughs> I had no plans. You know, I was just like, I'm in, like, looked at the map. There's a bridge. You know, I'm just going to go off there. Can't write a note. Right, because so you're if, gonna make yeah. it look like it was yeah. an accident. Because it was like if I if I leave a note, then it's like they don't get the money, and I was like, that's that's it. I'm just gonna leave millions of dollars, yeah, and that's it. You know, and they'll and, be better off that way. Yeah, and I feel like they would be better off, and you know, because it's like, like, what was I doing? Right. Like, you know, and, and like I told you, I was making like going from going from making like four to six thousand dollars a week. To $398 a week. That was so depressing. My yeah. life had drastically changed. And I couldn't keep keep up, like, the financial responsibilities right. doing that. Right. And I, just, I was just sinking in, like, okay, my daughter passed away. The business is gone. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know? Um, and I, and I, I got up, and I drove that truck. He got it to the bridge and was just driving. And probably because I think way too much, (laughs) I'm always processing. I think I thought myself through like not committing suicide, although I was supposed to let go of the wheel, but I was like still thinking and processing. Then I got on the other side of the bridge. It's like, oh, I was supposed to go off back there. (laughs) (laughs) And, And at that point, like every time I encounter someone and, and help them change their life or speak to kids, 
Like, I remember that day and like, man, I'm so glad I didn't follow through with that, Mm -hmm. you know, because I could have made another attempt. Right. You know, and it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's, you know, it's you always have an out, you know, and you can take the out anytime, you know, and sometimes life just gets overwhelming until you feel like that's the only option. Right. And it's really not. It's not. You know, there's more to the story. Who knew that we'd be sitting right here talking about this and talking about everything that I've been through or like the lives that I've changed over the years and people that I've come in contact with, you know, past that point when I was like, oh, this is the end. This is it. But here I am like living and thriving and like about to like do some like amazing things in 2020 that we have planned to like speak to schools, help with child hunger, um, help with leukemia, you know, Um, and it's with the leukemia research. And it's like here I am like, man, if you would have told me like, Phil, just live another day. Right. You know. And no one's was there no one was there to tell me to do that, yeah. you know? And it was it was difficult, you know? And and so when when I hear people talk about thoughts of suicide, that is real. hundred percent. You know? Um, because it's like, you know, and at the point that you 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 decide like suicide is the way out, you know, if you've already made up your mind, you have no other options. That's right. That's right. So why would you live past that point? Right. And it was, and and that's what gives me chills down my spine, you know, after speaking and getting the reaction from people, because I was just like, if I didn't cross that bridge, yeah, if I didn't keep driving that truck, I would not be here Mm-mm. to have a conversation with you, you know, um, and, or to have a conversation with people after giving a speech or talking to them. And I'm just like, man, the people that, that lives have been changed would not have been changed, yeah. you know? And, but sometimes we can't see past the hurt. And it's so, it's so hard. Like suicide is such a, it, oh gosh, it's, it's such a, it's a, it's own podcast. It's its own episode in itself. But until you have been that low and have had those thoughts, I feel like people want to talk about it and pass judgment. I'm like, you can't. Until you've been there and understand what your brain is going through, yeah. like no one understands unless you've actually been there. And I pray that most people haven't experienced it or will not experience it. But for the people that have, like you and me who have been there, have planned it, like this is it, this is what I'm going to do, and have come out the other side, like I just pray that people considering it and hearing it, that we can just change their minds because we've been there. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, going to see a psychologist and a therapist, like all of that's great, but they probably haven't had those thoughts per se, but like somebody like you and me, just a person out in the, in the world we have, and this is our story and hopefully sharing that and how we got through it and knowing that it wasn't an overnight thing, that it took a lot of work, but it is doable, but you got to just keep moving forward and you got to ask for help. Yeah. Especially these young you, kids. You seriously has have to ask for help because it's like if no one stops you, there's nothing mentally going to stop you. Right. You know, because it's like your mind is made up that like, you know, there's no value or worth past this point. hundred you know? percent. Yeah. And whatever this, whatever the situation, it could be, it's like, you know, people can say it's a small issue, whatever, whatever leads you to that point is big enough to break you. Right. You know? Um, and it's just like, you know, at that point, you're not strong enough to stop yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I even listened to yours, like, you know, that phone call, like, 
you 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 probably wouldn't have stopped. No. You know? You know, if if I if I wasn't such a overthinker, like <laughs> I wouldn't have stopped either. And that was probably God just like, keep thinking, buddy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's it's one of those things where it's just like it, you know, my heart goes out to any person that's in that state, yeah. you know, because it's like no one's gonna get to you unless you let them in. Right. You know. Because it's an internal battle. Totally. It's, it's, you know, no one knows what you're dealing with. It's like, oh, it's like, great God, everyday life. Yeah. You well, know, it's like, you know, Philip just took his last load and like, who knew? Right. You know, right. like I was on top of everything. No signs of anything changed. Like, right. you know, I was like always on time for my loads. Always taking care of No one knew what I was dealing with. But everything's internal. Yeah. Everything's yeah. internal. You have to be able to talk to somebody, to one person, if you are that deep down. Yeah. Um, Because that's the only way that it's going to help. That's the only thing that's going to help fix it. And I see, you know, we talk about it. I think it's more prevalent with men. It is statistically that men take their own lives more than women. Um because they've spent all of these years hiding these emotions yeah. and that's the only way out for them. And how can anyone blame them until you've actually been in their shoes True. and this whole like committing suicide? Like I won't even use that term because you commit a crime. Yeah. You know, um, suicide's a different sort of thing. No, it's totally different. So just really encouraging people to, to talk to someone, just someone. Yeah. And it, you know, especially men, because I feel like, we we prepare ourselves to go through with it mm-hmm. by by isolating ourselves right and by not like talking and sharing right. period you know and it, you know the simple things cuz it's like you know it's not a man thing to do to share my problems right you know? and and like and having a therapist like is great but uh, like i think like for a guy initially it's just like having a friend right you know somebody that you share information like what you're going through Mm -hmm. you know or someone that actually cares and you know it it always come by surprise i think when it when when it's when it when it's guys is because like we can be so close right and you'd be like man i i wish you would have said something yeah i didn't know he was going through that i was like i was right there the other day yeah you know yeah like i was with him you know, who knew he was dealing with all that? And it's it, it, it hurts because it's it's so close, you know, to have like friends that, you know, or people that, you know, mm-hmm. that commit suicide. And you may have talked like the day before or yeah. two days before. And a lot of guys, I, I hear it all the time. It's like we don't share enough. If I had you know? only known. Right. If I'd only known about him. Yeah, and it's just like we have the capability to help and want to help. And, you know, it was like, for instance, my situation. When I I talked to one of my buddies, like, you know, he was like, man, I did not know you were going through all that. Why didn't you call me? And we just sat in silence. Mm -hmm. Because you don't have an answer. (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, why would I call you and tell you I was hurting? Why would I call you and tell you I was dealing with all of this, you not know, what we do, but yeah, what, if, just, yeah. what if we start doing it? Yeah, exactly. Right? Let's just you know, start and it. And that's how I was like, we can change yeah. the narrative. We can change all of that. 
you know, and as men, like we set the standard for a lot of males, you know, to just be open and honest and share, you know, and one, one, one of the things that I learned, and I think I talked to you about this, like, you know, with, with my father, like not being so emotional, like, you know, men don't cry, that kind of thing. Um, and I was going through like a breakup my kids got really close to, to, to the girl that I was talking to. And that story unfolded a little bit more yeah. after we talked, which is crazy. I want to share it. And so, like, I remember, like, you know, it's just like, you know, it's the man thing to do. You talk, mm-hmm. but you don't show any emotions. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sharing with the kids, like, hey, like, me and her are no longer together. You know, like, you know, sometimes you got to make decisions. Yep. You know, when people don't treat you a certain way, you have to, like, respect yourself. You know, and I'm having this talk like, you know, like relatable. Hey, like if someone disrespects you, you know, don't keep yourself in that position right. or what have you. And, you know, and it's funny how like characters are so different. Yeah. Like, you know, my son, he's like carefree. And my, my youngest daughter, like in my words, she's heartless. You know? <laughs> and so, you know, but my oldest is like so emotional. You know, she's very sensitive. Yeah. And her eyes started to water and my son was like, are you okay? <laughs> and then I was just like, are you? And then my youngest was like, nah, she's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, then, and then my oldest was like, like, I'm okay. And she was like, no, you're not. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, it's okay. And she asked me a question and it hit mm-hmm. hard. Um, she was like, did you love her? And... I did, and it and, and it hurt, mm-hmm. and so you know, and I was about to show any emotions, like right. you know, and so I was, went to answer it, and I broke, you know, and I was like sprinted to the restroom, you know, gotta go, yeah, you know, and I went to the restroom, and I start and I started crying, and tried to like sober up really quick, and I turned the corner to go back into the kitchen, and my oldest daughter grabbed me. She said, "Dad, it's okay," oh. you know. She was just like, I love you. I don't want to see you hurt. It's okay. Yeah. And the other two came and crowd around me and we all held each other. And I just let her, I just cried. Yeah. Like a baby. We all just like held each other and cried. But our bun from that moment yes. right. was, was, was so different, yeah. you know? And it was like to be able to open up to someone without communicating, right. you know? Right. Um, and that's the power of emotions, you know, sharing those emotions. And for my daughter to see like, dad really cares without him even saying that he care. Right. Because I just saw his reaction and that was powerful. And now your kids are like, well, it's okay to be emotional. And like, if there's something wrong, I can talk to somebody. So we start leading by example as adults to our kids. Like maybe we can save the next generation from all of this hurt and this pain and anxiety and suffering. Like, but we have to be the ones to, to do it first Yeah, and make it okay that, that they can see us. Yeah, open so up true. and and fall down and and be vulnerable. Like that's a that's a human. The most human aspect we have is is this connection to emotions. But if we try to hide it and we're you know we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. Like we're not. 
Yeah. Um, so that's what they learned that they should do. Oh, that is so true. And the cycle continues. <laughs> yeah, because that that was that was my definition of being a man. Like you don't show anything because right. I never saw my dad show. Right. And a- after that moment, I was just like, man, what if my dad right. would have showed me emotion? Yeah. And showed me that he really cared by just expressing his emotions. How would that have changed me as a person? Mm-hmm. You know, how would that would have like taught me so much yeah. about like you know being a man. Right. Which is like, you know, vulnerability is is so much of being a man than being masculine, mm-hmm. you know. And so I was just like, that would have taught me so much. And it was crazy because it's like my daughter was like really close to her. And like we had a conversation like months later and I was I was I was talking to her. I was just like, oh, man, she wasn't so nice to me, you know, <laughs> whatever. You know, the girl that I was with. And then and she was just like, Dad, she was like, you were really nice to her. She was like, you were really good to her. I just wanted to tell you that. And she was like, can I say something? And I was like, sure. You can always speak your mind and talk to me. And she was just like, she was like, she was causing so much drama. (laughs) She was like, I don't know if you do that. I was like, wow. I was like, oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. And granted, I don't have kids, but I've worked with them for a very long time. They are so much smarter and more observant than we give them credit for. Like, they get it. They yeah. get it at a really young age. And they also, like, that's how they learn. So if, if they see their parents treating each other and fighting, like, that's normal for them. Yeah. So guess what? They're going to repeat that. They're going to they're gonna go at certain situations with confrontation at school when they're eight years old. Like, how can we, like, bring our kids home and be like, how, how dare my kids do this? And Well, I'm sorry, but look in the mirror. Yeah, that's so true. Like, yeah. no offense, like, take responsibility for what you're doing in your own life because your kids see it. Yeah. And they yeah. feel it. Yeah. You know? I was like, and I, it was crazy because, like, the, the, she, she was, like, really close there. And for her to say that, I was like, wow. Yeah. And then she was just like, why don't you just block her? You don't need that. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you oh, want to be my coach? <laughs> right. But, but, I mean, that's just, that's a, I mean, and that's, you know, you're bringing three individuals into the world differently than than how you were. Yeah. And, and that's I, the important part. It, that is so true because I, I saw the power of, like, having a good relationship yeah. with your kid yeah. for them to be able to communicate in that in that way. At the same time, it's just, like, putting your foot down, like, and handling things right. when they should be handled to set the standard to show, like, hey, we don't, we don't allow this to happen right. to us. Because because the kids are watching, and I and and I really like it, it. It was so powerful because it's like there was something I was listening to the other day, and me and my 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 therapist we've been talking about like you know working on things as far as like you know self respect, respecting you know finding somebody that respects you. Yeah. And it's you know it's it's so much mental than mm-hmm. it is verbal. A lot of people like you know try to speak stuff into existence. We got to do the work. Do it. That's the hard yeah. work, you know? And, and it was one of those things where like we had, we had went through so much of like, you know, talking about like, you know, respect and love to the point where I was like, you know, what, I want somebody that res- respects me, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I started like, you know, working on myself and working on the business and but you, you got to respect yourself first. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you didn't for a long time. Yeah, I didn't for a long time. And, 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 and that was, that's, that's, that's the thing that, that one of the reasons why I was like, I want to share this with mm-hmm. any and everybody 
because it's like when you're in that place of not knowing like your worth or value, you cycle Yeah, in bad relationships or bad habits or bad situations and continue to like, you know, oh, this is okay. And then you're in another situation that's similar, but it's a different person. Right. But it's the same Same situation, situation, you know, until you actually just change like, you know what? I deserve better. Yeah. You know, I deserve this. I deserve that. And start to like basically create value. Yeah. Where there was it. nothing. Yeah. And yeah. expect value. And at this point, it's just like, man, everything's been going great, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a great relationship. I couldn't have like planned this, right. you know, um, and like business wise, it's just like, you know, like everything, like all the work that I've done, like it's makes me so happy now as a person to like be a part of my own life, yeah. life, you know, to before it was like, Oh God, I gotta get up. Then I gotta deal with this. Person, right. You know? Right. But now it's just like, I love me yep. and I love like how things are going. And even if it's not going great, we're going to work through that. Right. You know? Right. Um, and I think like, you know, changing like the way that you process and yeah. think about things and changing, like, you know, working on that, taking that, those, those old bad mental habits mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and being positive about it, but yep. working on it, you know, and not just talking about it. Because so many people talk right. about it. There's so many quotes out there, right. you know, but it's just like, you know, and I was one of those people back in the day. Yes. I was just like posting quotes. They were great. <laughs> but my life sucks. Right. You know? Right. And I was just like, I want this to be my life, uh-huh. but it wasn't my life. Yeah. Now it is my life. Yeah. You know, so when I share stuff, it's like it comes from the heart. Yeah. And it comes from like, OK, here's the place that, that, that I am. This is what I learned. Right. And this is what I want to share. You know? Well, for me, I think I, I know that I had to redefine what success was. Oh, man, that's good. Um, Success for me is waking up every day and being like, I'm looking forward to today. Yeah. I, I have a heart of joy um, versus not wanting to get out of bed and praying that I die in my sleep or praying someone would take me out when I was driving on the 101 in LA or whatever it was. Like if we redefine what success is, it puts a different value system in our own life. So if success is for you, how big your house is, what kind of car you drive, like that has nothing to do with who you are as a human being and what's going on in your heart and your head. Man, that, that is what you said is so powerful because when I was dealing with everything, like even like we just, I just had a conversation with one of my friends today about this because I was like, man, I had it all, Mm -hmm. you know, financially stable. We're making over six figures. Right. You know, if I wanted a car, I could buy the car, you know, and that to me was value. That was success. But the way I treated people was horrible. Yeah. You know, but when I lost all of that and I realized like I was in a lower place and the people that I treated that, that I felt were lower than me probably have more Mm self-respect, you know? And I was just like, I never want to be that person to put value in things and, and monetary success. Right. But I want to love myself and love my life and share that love with other people. Yeah. That's success. Because guess you what? Know? At the end of the day, you come into this world alone and you're going out yeah, alone. That's so true. So you better be happy with yourself. Yeah, man. You get you gotta say you gotta repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna leave it right yeah. there. <laughs>It's Megan here. If you're enjoying this series, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Six Feet Above. I'm your host, Megan Armstrong. Subscribe so you never miss another episode and follow me on Instagram at Six Feet Above Podcast to keep the conversation going. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. This episode is a product of Audiographies, produced by Denor Sapolia, edited by Jacob Smolian, and the music was by Keenan Willis, funded by yours truly. I'll see you next time.